Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Playwright Repertory Podcast. I'm Mitchell Huntley, here again with my co-host, the incomparable Sarah Lena Sparks. Hi. That wasn't enthusiastic, but that's all I have today. That's fair. That is fair. And we're here with Madison Osmond, and we're going to be reading her play, The Moon, My Dearest. And first, we have to get to know her. Yes. And we are going to do that the PRP way with a magnet to your computer. Magnet to your computer. Madison Osmond, you know how this works, right? Um, not really, though. All right. Well, all right. So for... Everybody who doesn't know, the way that Magnet to Your Computer works and the way that why we say it is, I don't know if you ever played the game Gun to Your Head, but it basically is like, Gun to Your Head, what's the best color M&M? And then you have to say like really fast, like what like your first thought is. And we say Magnet to Your Computer because for a writer, your computer is a life because it has all your writings on it. And if you put a magnet on it, it'll erase all of its memory. Oh. Unless it's in the cloud. Be smart, guys. Yeah. Put everything in the all cloud. All my plays not are in the cloud. everything in the cloud. You know what I mean? Put everything in the cloud, but not everything in the cloud. Love the cloud. Be safe of the cloud. All right. <laughs> Madison Osmond, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Lift off and the clock has started. If you could travel one place in the world, a world without COVID, where would it be? Rome. That was quick. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Favorite Disney ride? Ooh, ooh. Um, what is Pooh? Yes. Mitchell's too. Uh, choose your player. One horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses. Mitchell made that one. Give him credit, guys. That was pretty good. Oh, my... 100 duck-sized horses? That makes me think of that SNL bit with uh, Timothée Chalamet when he's like, get! 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 I think think I'm gonna gonna have to go with 100 duck-sized horses. I mean, that's so terrifying. That's fair. fair. Obama Obama said he would not want to fight 100 duck-sized horses because ducks are still big. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, ducks aren't small, you know? Yeah, I would definitely be afraid of that. Okay. You have three wishes. What's your second wish? What's my second wish? Also, Mitchell made up all these questions because, like I said, I was not having it today. Thank you, Mitchell, for doing my job. Jump from a hundred duck-sized horses to if you had three. It must be hell in that brain. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Uh, my second wish. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, I know I'm not supposed to say I don't know. Make one. Oh my god. Um, free food. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's, that's fine. That's good. good. Wow. Yeah. That's fine. All right. It revealed something. You're like, wow. I've discovered. <laughs> yeah. <something I'm- laughs> I cared so much about food. Yeah. All right. So, question number five: What show are you binge watching at the moment? Um, this, this show called Lupin, it's in French. I've heard. But it's so good. Isn't he, like, stealing things in the Louvre or yeah. something like that? Oh, sounds yeah. cool. It's so good, if you guys have a chance. What is it on? Is it on? It's on Netflix. All right. All right, question number six. If you could have brunch with anyone from history, living or dead, who would it be? I wanted to say Beyonce. 
But I feel like she's not. <laughs> hmm. She counts if that's who you want. See, if it was me, I want dinner with Beyonce. Brunch is a different kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Dinner with Beyonce sounds like the dream. Brunch? Or like sounds like a movie. It sounds like pre-game a pre-game with Beyonce. You know, pre-game with Beyonce. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like mm, I don't know. I still want to say Beyonce. That's fine. I'm gonna have brunch with yeah. Beyonce. That's yeah. totally fine. That All sounds right. like it sounds like a Magic Treehouse. Magic Treehouse book. Magic uh-huh. Treehouse um number number forty three brunch with, with Beyonce. Be- brunch with Beyonce, yes. All the right. Iterations. Yeah. Question number seven. Pluto, planet or not? I count it as a planet. I All know right. it's but I count it as a planet. Question number eight. Which Disney princess sidekick character are you? Oh this is my favorite question that I made up, but I just love it. I want to be Pascal. Everybody always wants to be Pascal. Got, I, I feel like he has the That's best. That's a very popular Disney, answer. Yeah. yeah. He has the best life. All right. Question number nine. Most underrated zoo animal. Meerkat. Love it. Uh, question number 10. Bambi's dad or Hercules, of course. Hercules. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the picture right now, and I'm just, I, you're saying Hercules. You can't get over the deer part. Can't get over the deer. <laughs> can't get over the deer part. I got over it. <laughs> no, Sarah. And now the play. The play. I have no segue. No segue. Yeah, I don't think there's any good segue after. No, we are not asking that. Okay, we have a chat. There's a chat that's been going on right now. Cause, um, <laughs> so we, I didn't disable the chat because it spices things up. And uh, our two actors are having the time of their lives in this chat. And they're going at it over. Uh, Whether we're talking about emojis. actual bestiality. We're no, not. We're not talking about bestiality. Hey, guys, I hate to break it to you, but both Bambi's dad and Hercules aren't real. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be reading The Moon, My Dearest by Madison Osmond. And we have our two actors here who have been having a fun time in the chat. Playing the role of Lulana, we have Bella Arnold. Hi. (laughs) Sorry, I was like trying, I was mid like fire emoji, and then you said my name, and I was like, oh God, that's my name. Wait, you were mid fire emoji? I love it. I switched to my gamer headset. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yes, I love it. <laughs> God for bleeding ears. <laughs> Number one victory royale. Yeah, Fortnite. We're about to get down. Get down. Oh my gosh! Feels <laughs> on the board right now. Just wiped out tomato down. And in the, just got down. And in the role of Aaron, we have Jordan Spina. Hi. <laughs> I feel like you just now just a bit. Everyone just like makes the most like. Like sound like you're going through puberty, and that is, and that's how you gotta say. Um, and in the role of stage directions, we have Sarah Lino Sparks. Hi, I was mid sip of water. Yeah, I really I realized as I was saying, I was like, oh no. Yeah, oh, just, I was supposed to do the puberty thing. Hi, I don't know how to do that. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Water versus fire emoji. All right, so now the moon, my dearest by Madison Osmond. 
The lights come up on a girl sitting in the middle of the stage. It is dark and you can only make out her figure against the blue light. She seems to be looking up at something, although we cannot see what it is. She is facing away from the audience. She is also in crisscross applesauce. She sits in silence for about a minute and then her friend comes in from stage left. He looks at her at a distance. He tries to figure out what she's looking at and tries to get her attention. She does not see him and continues to look up. Eventually, there are stars and the moon that start to emerge behind her. Hello? I know you can hear me. So, what you doing? Nothing of importance. I doubt that. Why are you here? I don't know. I wandered around until I saw you sitting. I wasn't sure if it was you. I'm glad it was. Anyhow, how are you? I'm okay. I'm feeling stressed out and I don't know how to handle myself. Anyway, I don't think you ever answered how you were. He loses his train of thought as he looks at her again. She's still staring at the moon. Are you okay? She doesn't answer, but she is smiling and closing her eyes. Lula? I'm okay. Okay. They sit in silence for a while. This is awkward for Aaron, for Luluna, for La Lulana. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm going to start the stage direction again. They sit in silence for a while. This is awkward for Aaron. For Lulana, it is the most peace she has gotten in weeks. Lula? Yes? Are you sure? I'm sure. It's always so quiet when I'm with you. Why do you like silence so much? I don't. Oh, well, it kind of seems like you do. He looks at Lula. She's obviously hurt a little bit. What's so bad about that? Well, don't you feel the need to talk to people? Not really. Okay, well, I'll tell you a secret. You kind of have to, because otherwise they won't like you. They'll think you're weird or something. Not that I think you're weird or anything, but sometimes I do. Like, when I talk to you and you don't respond, it makes me feel, I don't know. And then I think you're weird. Oh, sorry, I guess. Oh, no, don't be. I have a weird question. Ask away. Do you think I'm annoying? Suddenly she sees something and ignores his question. Aaron, look. The moon is above them. It's beautiful, but only to her. Damn it, I knew I was annoying. How is it that everyone is better than me? Aaron, look at the moon with me, please. Aaron looks upwards, then immediately glances back down at the floor. Lula, what can I change about myself to make everyone like me? Oh, I know. I'll get a tattoo. Or I'll go skydiving. I'll talk to everyone about themselves. I'll listen to them. I'll be the best friend anyone can ask for. Oh! Oh, and I'll go to the beach and all the time and I'll have so many inside jokes. Aaron, don't you ever get tired? Of what? Of living for other people. Aaron's excited state is immediately stopped by this. He looks at her in disbelief. You are so exhausting sometimes. (laughs) Well, so are you. You're so goddamn silent all the time. I would rather live for other people and be noticed and loved. No one loves you. (laughs) No one even knows you. What's the point of your life if no one knows who you are? He gets up and turns away from her sharply, as if he is performing. Lulana looks forward for the first time. We still can't see her face. Will she finally rip him a new one? 
Let's see. Sorry, I just saw Maddie's chat. Okay. <laughs> the more you analyze yourself and criticize everything you do, the more you'll become a slave to the people in your life. They will control you. They will manipulate you. Yes, you will be noticed. Yes, they will seemingly love you. But will you do anything that makes you happy? What have you experienced that gives you joy? Have you ever looked at the moon or kissed someone you love? Have you done? Have you ever done anything in your life that is because you wanted to do it? I didn't think so. I may be quiet, but I know what I love and I don't live for others. I can't say the same thing about you. I don't see how wanting people to love me is bad. I never said it was, but I don't think you ever took the time to love yourself. You were just too busy trying to make everyone see how amazing you are. Oh, I love myself. Don't I? No. How can you possibly know if I love myself or not? You're not in my head. You can't feel what I feel at all. Aaron, some people just have an energy to them. What? The energy of I hate myself? Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know how else to explain it. Well, try. Does everyone know? No, I don't think everyone knows. And I'm not sure you necessarily hate yourself. Just a very, very, very strong dislike. I just think that in order to feel good about yourself, you need uh, you need other people to also like you. Yeah, doesn't everyone? No. But what does that even mean? That I dislike myself? I like myself plenty. I think I'm great. Everyone thinks I'm great. I'm popular. I play sports. I'm smart, but not too smart. And I... Aaron, have you looked up once while we were talking? I can't remember. Look at the moon with me. Please. Okay. They both face away from the audience and look up at the moon. It's beautiful. Look at that one. She points up at a tiny star. I can't see it. It's right there, next to the bigger one. The star is not seen by Aaron or by anyone else in the audience. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's beautiful. He looks at her. He has a look that says he's thinking about her. The audience should want to see her face now. I'm sorry for the things I said. No, it's okay. It was very truthful. It's still hard to hear. It was a little, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get sad when you look at the moon alone? Sometimes. I can come visit you more. We can talk and watch the stars and... Lulana finally turns so that we can see her face. She's indeed beautiful. Not the stereotypical type, not stereotypical, but the type of person who just takes your breath away. I like being alone. It gives me time to wonder. And just because I'm alone doesn't mean that I'm lonely. I have you and my parents and my cat. I think before we can watch the stars together, you have to find one thing you love to do by yourself. Okay. Can you dance? No, I cannot. Oh, come on. No, seriously, I can't for the life of me. Please, I would love to see it. You have to turn away if I'm going to. Okay. She turns away. Aaron gets up slowly. He's very uncomfortable. 
he whips out the worst dance moves in the world. Like, seriously? So bad. Like, awful. He falls and then gets back up. Jesus. What? what? You were watching that? What the hell? No, I wasn't. I just heard you fall. Oh. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Fine. He starts to dance again, but this time it's different. He has fun, and you can tell. Lulana is still in the corner with her hands covering her eyes. After a couple minutes, he stops out of breath. So, what did you think? We watch the stars now. Lulana gets up and starts to leave. Lula, what? He tries to follow her. Look at the moon by yourself and tell me tomorrow what you think. No, no, no. That sounds so boring. Please stay with me. How are you ever going to have an original thought if you're always with another person? I have original thoughts. I'm leaving. I'll see you at school tomorrow. Lula. Lula, come on, please. He grabs her hand more desperately. Please. Goodbye, Aaron. She walks off stage. Aaron is alone with his thoughts. He sits down facing away from the audience. For, for a while, he seems bored. He lays down, then gets back up. Then he unties and reties his shoelaces out of boredom. Then as he looks up and stares at the moon, he starts to cry. Thank you, actors, for coming today. And with this group of actors, we also broke a world record. I mean... Oh? Yes, oh. it's a world record. It is a world record. It's never happened before. And that is most times somebody has appeared as a actor on the player repertory podcast, which and makes that, that's our that means we pass the trophy of of PRP MVP. PRP MVP goes to the one and only Bella Arnold. I we were gonna Bella, go first do you have anything to say to the people at home? I just I really just want to say one thing. Um, and that is Benjamin Suskin. Suck it. <laughs> is that the music? Your exit music. This okay. is your oh, exit they, music. Yeah, you have your, your speech is to end. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Ben suck it. Um, long live the queen. <laughs> okay. God save, God save the queen. God save the queen. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much, Jordan and Bella. We're so grateful to have you. Every time you're here and now as our we're grateful to have you, Bella, our PRP MVP. Thank you guys so much. All right. And that was The Moon, My Dearest by Madison Osmond. And now we're going to get to a f- 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 feedback. Feedback. Sarah, do you want to start? Uh, Yeah. So first, we just do like our first first thoughts, right? First thought, first impressions. First impressions, first thoughts. Um, I love this piece. I think it's wonderful. I love the length. Um, I I know that feels like like a backhanded compliment or something like that, but no, I genuinely think that like I enjoy the time that is given to this play. Um, what else? Oh, I think it's like so relatable. Of like, I'm gonna. Ha- I'll listen to people. I'll be the best friend they could ever ask for because I, I need to be liked, you know. And I think that's something that a lot of us experience. I know that I do. Like, um, and I do think that's something that I don't. I don't think it's addressed as often as you would think. It's like one of those stories that you think everybody tells, and then you look back and you're like, oh my god, wait, no, you know, 
Because you think it's so relatable because it totally is, but we don't actually spend the time to talk about it and like how much we want people to like us and like the things that we go through to get people to like us, you know? And then using the moon, I think, is just a good vessel for that because there is something so personal about the moon. And I, I feel like artists across time can relate to that. Um, there's just something so intimate and like beautiful about it. And to use it in this context, I just think really works. Um, yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, I, I love I always I always say how I love stage directions that have voice to it. And I think mm-hmm. there's just I those of course I always notice that that's one of the big things I notice like having the is she gonna rip him a new one I think that was that was that was probably one of that was one of the funniest stage directions I've read in a long time um, but I I love how also this may be just something that I when I first heard this I um I wondered if they were actually two people or it's one and the same person two different sides of the same coin that I think conflict with each other. Uh, that's something that I, I, I know it's probably just headcanon, but that's, um, that just, I don't know, that, that came to me as like, this is, this, it feels like it's one, because also, because we don't really have a location, just, you know, there's the moon there. And so I think that it was very played in a well, that played in a way that can be, it can be played as this is two sides of the same person, or this can be, um, two different people talking. And I think that was just something that really stood out to me. And as there's always, I think one of the hardest parts about a play, especially when you're not trying to do, when you're not doing realism, because why would you, I, I, I don't know, I'm not a fan that much of realism, but um, where it's, it's finding that ambiguity enough that it can be, that the direction can really take it in a place that, um, take it in a way that can be interpreted by different directors. And I think that's something. And that, not even by different directors, but I think by the readers too. Or by the readers too. I think just a way that it can be interpreted differently. Yeah. That I think it's really hard to do. That's something that's well, really hard I think, to do. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> no, and, and I think that um, it's something that's really hard to do and really hard to get right. And I think you do a really good job of, of building that. So you're not just like saying this is this is what my story like. This is how everything is in there. Um, but you 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 were very specific about things you want. But it, it leaves open this sort of possible interpretation in a way that uh, a lot of plays that. Uh, are very prescriptive don't um, allow for yeah I was just gonna say like I know when I first read this the Aaron character to me felt like non-male like non-cis male you know and I think that's because you've written a character that even though is ambiguous is also very personal where people feel like they can project their own realities onto it and see themselves in it. So I think for me, I felt like it felt like a more like feminine role because I was like, Oh, that feels like some of the problems that I have. And especially I do think with femininity and like problems that women have of like, people need to like you, you need to fit for society. That's why I think it like fit so much for me, but you know, I understand also why it is Aaron as he is now. But like, yeah, it's definitely like it was so good in which I projected how I felt onto it, you know, which I think is just like, um, yeah, it's just like a, a proof of your mastery. Um, well, Mitchell, are you ready to ask Madison some questions? Yeah. Yeah. I, I assume you mean the interview section. Yes. <laughs> not the game 
Because there's a game. But that's, there is a game, unfortunately. A game. So a Sorry, game. girl. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, I. What inspired you to write this piece? Like, I know it's the worst question to always ask. They're like, oh, usually it's like so many different things. But what what did inspire you to write this piece? Well, I mean, first off, the the Zoom in general. I was like, yeah, I haven't written anything in a while. Maybe I should. Um, but I was, I was just driving home one night and I had my window down and I like never have my windows down anymore. And I was just like singing and it was like really late at night and I, it was like a full moon and I was like, oh, this is so pretty. I wonder if like people like talk to the moon or whatever. And then I was like, oh, well maybe I should write a a scene or a play about it. And that's how it started. The rest is history. I know, yeah. It's kind of it. That's a good story. That's a good story. <laughs> yeah. What was the what was the hardest part about writing this play, do you think? Oh my god, just like doing it. Mm-hmm. I no motivation. Um when it like whenever I stop writing, I don't write anymore. I have so many things that I start writing and then I just forget about it and then I never go back to it. And it's such a bad habit. But this time I just sat down and I just wrote until I couldn't anymore. And it was, totally. it was kind of cool. It was, it was a nice experience to get it all done. I think that's the hardest part for a lot of, I mean, we've, we've interviewed and like done a, a good handful of writers. And I feel like that's like always the hardest part. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, and what do you want audiences to take away from this play? I mean... Just like you said, Sarah, <laughs> it sounded so formal. <laughs> I can't. I Just can't. like you said, Conan, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, I I think that it is a brushed over topic, like living for other people. And I've done it my entire life. And I didn't even realize I was doing it until like last year. And I was just like, why am I doing that? And I never had, like, no one ever told me, like, oh, are you doing anything that actually makes you happy? Like, no one ever sat me down and had that conversation. And I think that that's kind of what inspired me to to write something like that, because people deserve to think about that conversation and, and, like, really understand that it's your life and you don't have to constantly pretend to do things or like pretend to like things like just do what you love to do so yeah I love that and I think that's like I would assume that I know that I can that like a lot of playwrights and artists feel the same way of like why did we do this what you know why are we doing this and a lot of it is because it's like well nobody talked to me about this nobody helped me figure it out and so I had to help myself and like talk to myself about it through these characters, you know, which is one of the reasons why playwriting is such a good vessel for just like, I think I would say your mental and emotional health, because I mean, it's literally, you get to find a way to talk through some sort of shit you've been going through, you know, um, or not, or to escape. But like, you know, I, I do think that that's one of the biggest reasons why playwrights do what they do. And I think it's, it's really fantastic, you know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, Mitchell, now are you going to ask her some questions? 
I yeah. So let me, talk, <laughs> let me I do my 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 typical non sequitur explanation. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was disgusting. Was the swab drink of water. <laughs> Jesus, oh, God, I really am an old man. So of course this play has to do with the moon, and I don't know if 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 you if you remember. You weren't alive, but I don't know if you remember, uh, I think it was about uh, 50, 52 years ago, there was a little thing called uh, the moon landing. Uh. And, <laughs> and uh. Uh, it involved the moon. So uh, this game is called Moon Men. Oh my God, I loved, that was so cool. Moon Men. Moon Men. <laughs> You know what? If it okay, if there were cows involved, it could be called Moomen. Or if this was a game about um about animated characters, it could be called Moomen. Mm. Uh, we, we, we 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 love Moomen. Or if this was a game. Podcast. Or if this was a game about uh, a product of the Elmer's company, it could be called Gloomen. Are we are we are we trying to are we just spit on spit on rhymes here? Yeah. <laughs> or if it's a game about about um about uh about characters that other characters on Seinfeld hated could be Newman. It mm. could be um if it was a game about footwear, it could be called Schumann. If it was a game about uh <laughs> gross stuff, it could be called Pooman. <laughs> And just like that, we will start the game. So the aim of the game is to uh, answer these trivia questions about the first successful uh, manned mission to the moon, Apollo 11. No. So. I'm Maddie, so nobody, ever under, nobody ever actually knows the questions. Yeah. These yeah. are pulled from my, my, my official scientific research on Wikipedia. So. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, aim of the game is to be, all be multiple choice. So, you got a one in four chance just just by playing to get them. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. All right. All right. All right. Question one. Many people know the year of the moon landing, 1969. Mm-hmm. And perhaps they know when it took off, July 16th. But what date did they land on the moon? Is it July 17th? July 20th, July 21st, or July 23rd? It's an awful question, I apologize, but... D? You're going with July 23rd? Yep. It is, in fact, July 20th. Oh, uh, God. July, they landed on July, landed back at uh, on Earth on July 24th. But, um... It is July 20th, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. They did not go onto the moon's surface. They didn't walk out. The, the famous thing didn't happen until July 21st. Or did they? Or did they? Yeah. My favorite joke about the moon landing about being like, is that it was Stanley Kubrick, but he was so like anal about filming on location. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he funny. insisted they filmed on location. <laughs> my favorite is that it's like the moods made out of cheese like i remember in our in my ap u.s history class for the last day of class since like we had already done the final and the ap test our teacher had us make u.s history inspired cakes and yes, you like that. planned it with your group so my group 
we did the moon landing, but we made a cheesecake because the moon's made out of cheese. I don't actually believe that, but it's just funny. <laughs> My, we did we did the Berlin Wall for mine, and then we had a uh, we had jelly donuts, jelly donuts, of course, and that was. My favorite yeah. though was somebody made a whole bunch of cookies, and each one just had I cookie did cookie not sleep with or what well, I did not, not have, have sexual, sexual relations, relations with that woman. <laughs> Please tell me they won because that's the that's the most subversive. She didn't thing. crown a winner, but I think it was us because ours tasted the best. That's true, that's true. and and she loved you. All right, yeah. question number two. Question number two. Question number two. Which of the following is not a type of rocket that was used for the Apollo program? Is it <laughs> look on your face? Is it A Little Joe 2? B Saturn IB? Oh god. C Saturn 3 or D Saturn 5? Wait, did you say not used? Not used. One of these is not a real. Wait, say the first one again. Little Joe too. I f- God, I, I feel like that one was definitely used though. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like too much of an outlier that it has to be real. Yeah. Hmm. There was. What was Saturn three? I don't know though. I don't Just know. Just pick it. Just pick it. I'm, not, I'm gonna pick Saturn three. You would be correct. Back to fake one. God, guys. <laughs> No way. I never get multiple choice questions right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh my all right. All right. So, of course, Apollo 11 was the first to go, first to get to the moon. But which Apollo flight was the first successful manned flight? Not to the moon, just manned flight in general. Is it A, Apollo 1, B, Apollo 4, C, Apollo 7, or D, in fact, it was the f- Apollo 11 was the first successful manned flight. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, hmm. I'm going to go with Apollo 4. It was, in fact, Apollo 7. Which is the one with the Tom Hanks movie? Yeah. Apollo 13. Mm. Apollo 13, that's the one I know. I'm like, oh, yeah. 13. Yeah. Apollo yeah. 1 ended in disaster. Oh, Apollo God. 4 is just a number I made up. I, I mean, I would assume that it ended in disaster if we went all the way up to 13. Yeah. You know. I mean, they went on past uh, 13. They still kept going. That's still like, I'm just yeah. like, at one like point Apollo it's like, maybe we should have a new name. Yeah. yeah maybe you we know. should just retire the name. <laughs> Now, now I'm curious which one was the last one because I, I, I know I looked, but I did not look like how everybody's like people got lazy after the number nine and just were like, let's just try and combine them. Yeah. No, the last flight was Apollo 17, which was the final moon landing mission of the Apollo program. And that was in 1972. Keep in mind, these all happened within like a few years of each other. This was like mm-hmm. really close. Like the first and second moon landings happened within like months of each other. Yeah. Uh, Apollo 11 and 12. Anyway. All right. Question four. The Apollo 11 mission brought back many scientific discoveries. Which of the following did they not bring back with them? Is it A, lunar rocks, B, a sound recording, C, soil samples, or D, good quotes?
see. You're going with soil samples? I guess, yeah. It is, in fact, B, a sound recording. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. I had to issue a retraction here because they didn't... So they didn't, like, do... This question is bunk. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel awful. This question is bunk. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold up. Hold on. I'm I'm quickly writing you... You are no longer I'm writing a a new question because that was... Don't write her a new question. Just give her that one. Yeah. Be like, guys, I made a really bad question. Yeah, so we're just giving Maddie the point. I made a really bad question, but I also... Man, oh, I feel feel awful now. Hold on. Um, Not a sound recording, though? They didn't didn't record. They did have... uh, They, of course, were... They had their own... Like, Houston, we have a... um, Houston Eagles has landed, but they didn't, like, have a a sound recorder Mm -hmm. out. Doing it much like the um, perse- per- Perseverance rover did mm-hmm. this time. It was actually just their communication with. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, inner surface operations. Oh my god, I can't believe I, I, I... Gosh, I. You am, done goof, man. I'm my done man. Goofed. Question number five. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, man, I want to prove that I was correct, but I know I, 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 I gun goofed. Anyway, anyway, okay. Question number five. Okay. While Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin are the most well-known of the three men on the mission, what is the name of the third man on the Apollo 11 mission? Is it A, Michael Collins, B, Ed White, C, Alan L. Bean, or D, Charles Pete Conrad? God, I a. That is correct. Is in fact Michael Collins. Yay! <laughs> yes. No way. Yes, it is in fact Michael Collins, which is also the name of an Irish revolutionary. If you want another historical reference, there. Yay! Yeah. That's yeah. fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. I, so I guess you got you got two out of four there because the fourth question was stupidly written. And I don't know who wrote that one. That was <laughs> we should really fire whoever wrote that question. Um, but yeah, that was Moon Men. Moon Men. <laughs> All right. Where can people find you to tell you how amazing your play yeah. is if you want that? Oh my God. Um, I uh, I guess on Instagram. Do I even know my Instagram? It's at Maddie Osmond. No period in the middle. Maddie Osmond. If you try, if you try to look up the one in, with the period in the middle, you are finding the wrong person. Yeah, Just the wrong person. Well, we are so happy that you could join us today. We really loved your play, and we love you. Um, so I, we give a big PRP welcome to Madison Osmond. Bye, Maddie. Bye, guys. So that was... The Moon, My Dearest by Madison Osmond. If you have a play and you want to hear it read, um, if it's your, you were driving along with the windows down and you're like, hey, I have an idea for a play and you want to hear it out loud, you can submit it here at our, you can go to our website, playreppod.com and you can submit your play. Or if you have any ideas for a uh, mini episode or topic, you can submit it also there. We have our... Um, we have our form 
there. Or if and you want to tell us we suck, you can also give us feedback. <laughs> yeah, if you can, t- if you want to, if you want to roast me for my awful, for my messing up of questions, uh, uh, you can always send us an email. Contact us. Or if you just know. want us to talk about a certain topic, have any kind of feedback, we would love to hear that. Or just say hi. You can do that too. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just email. Say hi. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, this is episode 27. I got it right this time because I I looked it up first. So mm. I know with certainty, with surety, with certainty that this is episode 27, which means there are 26 previous episodes as well as a bunch of mini episodes that are out there on the interwebs. So you can you can uh, find those on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. This is like the longest running bit we've done so far besides magnet to your computer. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have any friends who are interested in storytelling, playwriting, moon stuff, uh, I guess, uh, let them know. T- tell them about the Play Repertory podcast. We love to uh, uh, broaden our PRP family here uh, because we can always have a competition for PRP MVP. Mm-hmm. Write, write a bunch of plays mm-hmm. come on the podcast yeah and listen to the podcast i don't know why i mentioned that in the other the wrong part but you know you I, good there did, bud i'm really i'm really i'm good i'm good I'm okay having, I'm having a good time i'm just uh, uh apparently i'm just like having i'm a, i'm pretty like spazzy today and okay that's fine that's fine yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. maybe i had too much uh coffee today yeah, yeah. maybe that's okay yeah. It's okay. And Mitchell. Yes. Yeah, I wanted like verbal confirmation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts? When you're using the Wikipedia page to write questions, fully read the Wikipedia page before Mm. you start making assumptions. Because when you assume you just make yourself look like a fool. So, uh, yeah, read the full Wikipedia page. That's that's my that's my final thoughts. Or else you'll look like a dunce on a podcast. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you very soon.